Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. We're here. We're doing it. It's been another two weeks, and we're ready to just talk about how things are going. How you guys been? I hope you've had just a lovely couple weeks. I hope you've been enjoying some nice weather, getting out there and frolicking on some kind of beach, you know, getting ready for those 4th of July plans. Hope you're stocking those freezers filled with meat, you know, just getting ready for that nice beach day, that nice barbecue day for the 4th of July. You know, buy a little extra, you know, buy a whole nother freezer, not because you need more beef and stuff for the 4th of July, but just so you're stocked up for the inevitable end of the world. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, don't You don't need to prep. Everything's fine. Don't you know? The world's fine. We're all doing great. We're all doing great. We're just enjoying ourselves. We're going to baseball games. We're having a lovely time here in the world. Everybody's doing fine. There are no problems. We're all doing great. I hope you guys are all doing great, you know, and uh, having some summer fun. Hope you're getting some summer fun. I've been doing a lot of summer projects, you know. I've been really getting into uh, doing the domestic home fun stuff, you know. Like me and my girlfriend started a garden this year, you know, started uh, trying to grow our own vegetables, really trying to get into that, trying to get into the old uh, homestead farming game, and these fucking rabbits are everywhere, dude, they ate my pepper plants, ooh, ooh, you know, I get, I get vegans, right, I get vegetarians, right, they want to help save animals, they want, they really want to, but at a point, you gotta draw a line, right, they're using something to probably protect their vegetables, right, they're not just doing that, it, I guess if you're growing them from the grocery store, you're just or buying them from the grocery store. You're just turning a blind eye to the fact that uh, we're definitely murdering a bunch of rabbits and stuff in the cornfields and taking out some deer along the way. You know, when you're getting that stock of corn, it comes at a price. But I'm trying to fight off these rabbits, dude. I got Bugs Bunny just wreaking havoc on my pepper plants, dude. I had I was sprouting, doing some sprouting, dude. Yeah, I'm getting into the lingo. I'm gonna start. I'm a real farmer now, you know. <laughs> I'm getting into the lingo. I'm sprouting. I was sprouting some of my bell pepper plants, you know, putting them, putting the seedlings in, and letting them come out. But those little bastards will eat them right as the leaves come out. They don't even. The rabbits are so impatient. They won't even wait for the plumage to actually have a real pepper to chew on. I guess, you know. Bell peppers a little too spicy for a rabbit's palate. You know they're they're not uh they can't handle that stuff. But then again, maybe there's some of them. Maybe there's some hipster rabbits out there that get into the spicy stuff. There are some rabbits out there that exclusively just want sriracha on their veggies. <laughs> they just got their little flannels in there. nice little glasses out there. Like, uh, do you have sriracha to put on this bell pepper and squash? You know. I, I don't know how uh, people who are vegetarian and vegan grow their own garden and don't fight off and do something that harms animals in some way to keep them from eating their stuff. I would like to know how you ethically can do that because I don't want the rabbits to go away. 
you know, then the dog has nothing to chase after. Our our dog wants to go out and, you know, chase things. And it wants to chase bunnies because they're around. But also, I wouldn't mind them being gone because then the dog wouldn't eat rabbit poop. That is a thing. It happens a lot. Dogs just want to eat rabbit poop for some reason. But they took apart the seeds. They took the rabbits, that Bugs Bunny, that little bastard was in my thing. I get why Elmer Fudd, you know, was such a grouch to that guy now. It's weird how as you get older, you watch cartoons and you start empathizing with the grouchier characters. You're like, no, what that guy's doing is fucking annoying. He is a problem. He's a... He's a he's a terrible bunny. He has no social manners. He is basically just a tyrant. You know, just a living, breathing problem for Elmer Fudd. You know? And there's in the early episodes of the uh, Bugs Money too. Elmer Fudd doesn't even hunt. He's just a dude who lives at home. And he's just you know, he has a garden and a rabbit just invades his home somehow and starts taking all over. That he he Bugs Bunny was the original squatter. He would go into Elmer Fudd's house and just ransack the place and be like, "Uh, I this is my house now. I'm running shop." And then Elmer Fudd, you know, he tried to go Native American style and just tried to eat the bunny. He didn't want to kill it and throw it outside. He tried to make rabbit stew and stuff like that. It just never was successful because he's just too cunning. Those rabbits are slippery. Can't catch them. They're hard to get, dude. So, if you guys got tips on how to keep rabbits out of out of there, I tried the soap thing. Uh, you know, I tried to use the old Irish spring trick. Apparently, if you use a bar of Irish spring and shave it down and, you know, you take a nice little cheese grater and just like you're putting some Italian Parmesan out on, the, on top of your ungrown vegetables. That keeps them at bay for a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I guess uh, rabbits don't like the Irish. <laughs> there must not be any goddamn rabbits in Ireland because of the amount of Irish springs around there. Just the waters themselves. The springs are just keeping the rabbits at bay in Ireland. There's no snakes and no rabbits in Ireland. I guess that's probably why the Irish uh, have no rabbits. They had to figure it out, so they came up with the Irish spring to get rid of the rabbits because, uh, you know, St. Patrick drove all the snakes out of Ireland, so there was no natural predator for the rabbits anymore. You know, you you start messing with the ecosystem, Ireland. It, it fights back. It does fight back. And that's why we have Irish Spring to fight off the rabbits. But it didn't really work. It works for a little bit, but not too long. So I'm needing them tips. So if you've gotten tips... Um, you know, I know I could look them up, but it's more fun to ask you guys because then you can contribute. You know, email the podcast, uh, punninggame at gmail.com and write in some gardening tips on how to fight off the vermin from eating my stuff. Been doing that, though. Uh, my, f- you know, I'm moving to a small town here shortly to move in, and uh, I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. I'm just like outside of the big, you know, I'm just the I'm just a big city life. It's just too overwhelming for me. It gets me anxious. I got to get out of the big city. <laughs> the big booming metropolis that is Des Moines. And uh, I'm excited for it, though. Like I stopped and got gas when I was going out there to visit my girlfriend. And there's a one gas station in the whole town, right? So I get there, and it happens to be busy. You know, the the, the one gas station in a small town is a, is a hub. It's a hot spot. You know, you, you see everybody. That's where everybody goes and stuff like that. And people are friendlier, and they just want to talk to people. 
dude, I, it, it's my favorite part of old uh, uh, of small towns, rural towns, is when you see old boys collecting, gathering, the gathering of the old boys at the gas station. It's a tale as old as time. It's the best. And I'm getting gas, and one guy pulls up, you know, small town. This is the other thing you do. You pull, you ride your lawnmower all the way to the gas station. Oh, yeah, dude. You just you ride that thing right down Main Street, just just like you're on parade. <laughs> you're taking the John Deere right down the la- Main Street, dude, just showing off, just putting that thing in high gear. You're, you're putting it in rabbit mode, okay? That's the only uh, rabbit you want to see in your yard is the rabbit on that John Deere kicked up into full gear and uh this guy's feeling his lawnmower out up you know and oh excuse me i'm getting all thick spit here and stuff but this uh rabbit this rabbit (laughs) yeah this rabbit was driving this lawnmower around (laughs) there's actually a rabbit lawn mowing service so they're actually contributing to society so maybe i shouldn't get rid of them maybe i should just pay them in vegetables to mow my yard that's the economy I want to live in, where it's just done by rabbits. <laughs> but this old boy's filling up his lawnmower, and he goes inside, and then I see this other old boy shuffle on over, and he's checking out his lawnmower, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's not a John Deere. This is a, a deck one, right? It's got the, it's got the zero turn radius uh, shifters, you know, and if you've ever driven one of those, it's, it's, it takes a little bit, but man, are they fun, you know, just like, you're like fucking, it's like operating a goddamn spaceship, just discs, you're just like, zero turn, you are just in heaven, I've only driven one of those once when I was mowing baseball fields for a summer, and man, are they fun though, you just fucking rip, roar around with that some bitch. but this guy comes over and he's checking it out, and it's a tiger one, uh, it's, it's an orange one. It's pretty, but to all the, uh, lawnmower enthusiasts, you probably know what I'm talking about. And I'm probably not even naming it right, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. This old boy comes over and is checking it out. And then he kind of starts shuffling away from it. And it's the guy who owns it coming back. And he's just like, oh, you caught me checking out your mower, didn't you? And he's like, what's that? <laughs> like he doesn't pay any attention to it, but he's going to insert his, itself into this conversation. Right. And they, they just start talking shop, dude. Just breaking it down. And this is what I love about uh, dudes and their toys, especially old boys at this in this stage of life. Like, he started, I've been thinking about getting one of these. I just, I don't know much about them. And this guy who owned it started talking like he was a dealer, man. Like, he was going to get commission on this. I recently bought a car, and I didn't even get this much detail from our car salesman when I was out looking, man. This guy was giving you the features, telling you what you should get and shouldn't get and what to avoid based on his customer service. Dude, it was one of the best peer reviews of a lawnmower I've ever heard. So it was like poetry, man. He's telling them what kind of blades you want to make sure you get. And like you don't want to get the ones with these wheels because they're gonna get they just they spin too much on the dew. If you're a morning mower, he even asked the guy, he's like, do you mow in the morning or in the evenings? Like, what, what's your t- preferred time mowing? Dude, that's my favorite. These dudes have their chores and their yards down to a science. They, they even ask each other. Like, he wanted to know if this guy was really serious about mowing lawns. He's like, what time are you doing it? What time of day? You know, are you clipping it midday? Because you're going to burn the grass. <laughs> you cut you cut grass on a hot summer day. So when the sun's beating down midday, oh, 
You're just burning up the grass, man. I can't handle that much uh, much torture. You got to take care of that grass. It's a living organism. <laughs> he was quizzing him to make sure he's like, well, if you're gonna get, the, if you're gonna, if you're a serious lawnmower, maybe, maybe then this is something you could consider getting. And dude, this guy was all ears. I was all ears. He was basically giving a seminar. You know, he could. Uh, it, it, I wish I should have just walked over and started like listening to him and see if I could get a group of people to start gathering while this guy's like just breaking down his lawnmower. He would have appreciated it. Just a bunch of people coming over, talking about his toy, you know. And at that time, too, this is why I love small towns, dude, because you just see so much at the gas station. You right when I we, he's doing that, I'm finishing filling up. Then a um, guy pulls up on his four wheeler. And he's got something on the back. I'm sure it's like some kind of, uh, you know, purpose for it, right? He they, There's a pup, couple people who have some uh, acres around where we're at. And he pulls up, though. But he's got, like, his two-year-old son. And he's, like, holding up against his chest. And he's got his hat on. And the kid's passed out. Just so uh, just so asleep on this four-wheeler. He's got – that kid – must love that four-wheeler. He just passed out. That's how comfortable he feels on that four-wheeler with dad driving. He's just like, I'm going to go to sleep now. To the point where the dad didn't want to wake him up, and he's like next to the – he's got to get out, get off of it in order to fill it up, but he's trying to wait as long as possible. He's getting out his card, and he's like trying to like reach over but not too far without waking up his son to put it in the gas station pump. He's just like, come on, pre-pay. The kid wakes up. And he was like, huh, what? What do we do? Where are we at? Oh, we're not home anymore. And he's just chilling. And I was like, that's the type of shit you can see in the small towns. You don't see that in the city. You don't see people riding around on four-wheelers with their two-year-olds in the middle of it. You know, that's not, that's frowned upon. That's child abuse somehow. Not in small towns, dude. I just love it. That brings me so much joy, and I just can't be, we can't wait to be around it all the time. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun, you guys. I was just slowly reaching the things I've always thought about doing, which is moving to a small little town outside of the city, and you can still go and do stuff, but you're still kind of away from everything. Ah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So much knowledge you can learn from those people. You don't need Google. You just talk to your neighbor, and he probably knows a trick. He probably knows how to keep spiders away from your house by using WD-40. Who knows? Who knows, you know? That's why you just go talk to them, and they have their crazy theories on what have worked. And that's how you pass that knowledge on. Oh, man, so fun. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> rambling now. But that that was my week. Very pleasant for the most part, you know? Went to a baseball game, saw a walk-off home run. Fucking America. Who doesn't want to see a goddamn walk-off home run? It's not even a team I care for. We're watching... You know, Triple A baseball. It's good, and it's a Cubs organization. I don't like the Cubs, but man, will I root for a team when I go to a game? Whew! Just having fun, you guys. That's what's what's what it's about. You gotta remember the good times and the fun stuff, and little memories like that. You know, that kid will remember those memories. Yeah, good times. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just rambling at this point. I guess I should probably just go into like what I found this week, huh? You know, and I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times I 
tend to feel like I'm not very smart, you know. I uh, feel like I have a lot of traits that uh, maybe are problematic. <laughs> oh man, isn't that the understatement of the century? But um, but then I uh, sometimes people tell me I am smart, which I don't believe them. I never do. Never, I never believe them. Uh, that's just because I'm bad at taking compliments. Um. But then I find stuff like this and I go, I feel like you're trying to put a really positive spin on uh, some traits uh, that maybe it's pushing it a little bit. So let's go. I found this article. We'll get into it. It's if you, these 11 things apply to you, you may be smarter than you think. Okay, how many things can you check off this list? So let's say, uh, what does it mean to be smart? Bright, clever, witty, and knowledgeable are some of the ways people define smartness. Some might even know throw the word genius into the mix doctors have been known uh have their own definition too uh genius is traditionally someone with extreme uh intellectual skills uh, with a high iq test score says uh judy ho phd a triple board certified clinic forensic and neuropsychologist and the author of stop uh self-sabotage i feel like i've read that book before uh uh, though she says these tests don't always offer the full picture because uh, some genius skills like creative problem solving are hard to measure. Uh, definition, uh, defining smartness as well as genius might not be clear cut, but overall, most people agree smart people have a high level of thinking. You might be one of the, them if these apply to you. Okay. You're the oldest child. I'm not. <laughs> uh, we're already going to put an X next to that one. A uh, study published by the Journal of Human Resources suggests the firstborn uh, might have a mental edge over their younger siblings as they tend to have higher IQs. According to research, this is because the parents often uh, offer older kids more m mental stimulation. Uh, they breastfeed. They take fewer risks while, like drinking and smoking during pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> so smart older children are necessarily results aren't necessarily results of genetics. <laughs> oh, I meant that's so funny that like uh, the first that's that one statement. Uh, uh, they breastfeed, take fewer risks like drinking and smoking during their first pregnancy. Hey, you know the first kid, you're really on your toes. You're like, I want to make sure this kid comes out perfect. You know, I don't want to hinder them at all. But then by the second and third, you're like, yeah, you know what? I could, I could, I can rip one heater during this pregnancy. Like, I can have a Marlboro Red real quick. You know, that that toughen them up a little bit, get a little bit of cowboy killer smoke in there, and make this kid go. That's why all the second kids are party animals. <laughs> Mom had a couple too many glasses of red wine during pregnancy, and the kid was like, oh, yeah, you can have a nightcap here and there. <laughs> you have anxiety. Research uh, in the journal Intelligence su uh, suggests geniuses or people with high IQs report more mood and anxiety disorders uh, diagnosis than normal. The national average. Dr. Ho says this could be because geniuses often overthink everything since they are trying to achieve perfection. Uh, this level of high self-reflection plus more neurotypical person. Uh, yeah, neurotyp. Wait. Uh, what is that word? Nor neurotic 
personality. I don't know. You guys can make fun of me later for that one. Uh, links are high risk anxiety uh, and other mental health dis, dis, uh, distress, according to Dr. Ho. Uh, anyone who is built uh, who is built different is also suspected to suffering from social changes. Uh, according to Catherine Fezzin, PhD, a professor of psychology and director of neuro studies at Longwood University. That includes those who are different because they of something that seems like a positive trait, like a genius. Dr. Fennis says, okay, so uh, suffering from that, yeah, I, I, I feel like that. Um, I don't know if I technically actually suffer from like clinical anxiety, but I know I definitely uh, have had anxiety attacks. Apparently, I remember one time I told my girlfriend I was like, I really don't want to go into work today. Like I was really I'm fighting going to work today. And she was like, What do you mean by that? And I was like, Well, you know how like you ever had like the feeling when you're going somewhere and you don't want to do something so bad, and like your body just all tenses up and is like re physically rejecting you from trying to like go somewhere. Like you're just gripping the steering wheel super tight and your like entire body is tense because you don't want to do something. And she goes, Yeah. That's called anxiety. And I was like, oh, that's what that is? I just I just kind of figured everybody dealt with that. And she goes, no, <laughs> that is not a normal reaction to anything. I was like, oh, I, I thought that was just normal. <laughs> so I definitely have some of that in me for sure. Uh, in, uh, it makes sense, though, because anxious people, you're just constantly trying to figure out um, how to not be anxious. You're trying to overanalyze the situation um, and trying to make sure that you're uh, can be prepared for the various outcomes that are going to happen. I know that's what I'm always doing. I'm always trying to calculate what are the different things that could happen and, um, the different situations that might occur while I'm doing something. Anyway, let's go with this. You're an athlete. Uh, not anymore. So, uh, this, this one is definitely, uh, not, uh, can I still claim that? I don't really know. I don't feel like I can. Uh, many geniuses are physically active according to, uh, Ralph uh, Rahal Javin, PhD, and other uh, of neurofitness, and a dual training brain uh, surgeon for the neuroscientists of the City of Hope in Los Angeles. Uh, there are clear evidence showing physical activity sharpens the mind and allows a unique connection to uh, concepts through thought, says Dr. Jan. Uh, this boosts your brain function and is because stress of all kinds of supplies and neurons with more blood. Uh, so you, you can grow, connect, and enhance your brain. That makes sense. Like that, There's a billion studies, and I'm sure I've read a ton of them already on this show, about how your brain feels better if you are just doing exercises. Why wouldn't you do that, you know? Uh, I mean, there's exor uh, exercise is one of the seven uh Genius brain boosters that try before work each morning. Yeah, that makes sense. You should try to work out before in the morning. Uh, you're an idol. A study shows that Lund School of Economics and Political Science suggests that people who tend to go to bed later have a higher IQ. Research believes that's because of evolution. Nighttime meant a danger. So your ancestors who chose to stay up and out late instead of sleep need to be smart. Uh, Dr. Fenson add. Add it adds the working late or outside the typical nine to five work hours allows more innovation and creative thought as your fewer interruptions or demands in different 
expectations. Uh, a genius might choose to work at odd hours to improve the creative thought, she says, or more time spend more uh, more time spent on creative thoughts at odd hours that might develop. Dude, that's I know for me creatively, a lot of times like right before bed, my brain is the most active. That's why I keep like a pen and pad next to my bed all the time because I'll just start thinking about things that I want to do or creative ideas a lot, you know, uh, as I do stand up all the time. It's just always coming up with jokes in the amount of times I just think of a tag or a premise while I'm just sitting there laying because I think it's for me in that aspect, that's when things are calm most of the time right before bed. So my brain can just freely like explore. I'm not trying to think about what I have to do or the next thing that's on the list or whatever. I'm just like, okay, finally I can wind down like this day's over. And that's when like the info dump of like things I've been thinking about in the, you know, the back side of my head. (laughs) <laughs> the back side of my head. You mean the subconscious, Wade? Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And that's when I come up with the, some of my funniest things that I think. Because uh, f- I'm just in a free-thinking space without worrying about what's going to happen later. Uh, you adapt easily. Being adaptive means you have the intelligence and awareness to see things from a fresh perspective, according to Dr. Jan. Uh, that means you're able to see connections or solutions that others can't, he says. New problems and challenges are require new, novel solutions. Sometimes smart people and geniuses are comfortable with, uh, Dr. Ho added. Psychologists also say adaptation requires more cognitive process uh, two, such as reasoning, perspective, problem solving, and memory. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, cool. I don't know if I'm really that adaptive. Uh, I kind of fight change. I will, uh, I will do it and get eventually on board with it, but I'm resistant to change. And that's a thing I've tried to work on, but man, it's a, it's a tough one. Uh, change is something I think everybody, uh, struggles with. It's a very hard thing to deal with. Um, it's like anytime you start a new job or you, uh, move into a new place, even, um, it's like, you're not exactly comfortable there right away. It takes this time and adapt to it. Uh, you have a dark sense of humor, check, big old check, uh, double check on this one for me. Uh, if you appreciate a sick, if you appreciate sick jokes, you might be a genius. According to a study published by cognitive processing, your retention to dark humor may and index your intelligence a psychologist defines dark humor as humor uh, that treats sinister subjects like death disease disformities handicaps or welfare with a bitter amusement and pun <laughs> presents such tragic and dis <laughs> dissenting or morbid topics in a humorous terms uh, fans of jokes that might have a high iq along with less aggression researchers claim a dark sense of humor is more th- uh, work for your brain. Yeah, I definitely have a dark sense of humor. I don't know if I have the less aggression part of that, but uh, I definitely have that. I do think it's uh, it's 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 a tough thing to do to take a dark subject and make it funny. It is a uh, it's it's brutal, especially a brutal subject. It's it's very tough. Um. You have to do a lot of gymnastics definitely to get there, and I think that's probably why a lot of people don't like it, uh, dark humor, is it's uh, very over-the-top and can be very jarring sometimes. Uh, You took music lessons as a kid. Definitely didn't do that. I have zero musical talent and never will. Uh, Practicing music at a young age helps develop your mind in a few ways. In a 2018 study, the journal... uh, 
uh, frontier of neuroscience found that kids who studied structured music lessons high test high on quizzes and verbal intelligence, uh, pl planning and inhibition. Uh, other studies, the Journal of Psychology of Science found that music lessons from four to six year olds enhance their verbal intelligence. That makes sense because music is complicated. I still don't understand how you read music. Um, I don't even understand how people create music. Uh, I have so many friends who are musically inclined and have been in bands and have created music and know how to play. And I've always been fascinated. I ask them about it all the time because it's just a very interesting and cool thing that they're able to do. And uh, I feel like you know, music speaks to everybody and uh, your ability to communicate in that way can really resonate with people. And that's why it's such a awesome and creative endeavor for people to do. Uh, you're judgmental. Yeah, I probably am that for sure. I am that for sure. Uh, being judgmental isn't the best trait to have, but the study of the journal of <laughs> suggests that smart people may be more prone to stereotypes <laughs> stiping, uh, thanks to a study, <laughs> thanks to their ability to determine patterns. Yeah. But we're all judgmental, I think, in our own ways. But, uh, there's, a, there's a difference between being judgmental and giving people the benefit of the doubt for sure. Uh, you're messy. Creative people uh, are most g geniuses, according to air of yeah, another person. There's so many titles. If you're messy, you could resign to creative genius. A study from the University of Minnesota participates comes up with the typical use of ping pong balls. Uh, Twenty four people uh, with a neat rooms unless creative response than those with messy rooms see but i need a clean space in order to think properly like if it's messy my brain just feels like i'm in a fog and nothing feels good that's how i know when i'm in a messy say you wear glasses intelligent people are most likely have poor eyesight <laughs> genes according to a study uh, in the university so nerds do need to wear glasses you can point them out okay smart people who are often 30 percent more likely to be gene uh have genes to indicate uh, indict that there need glasses. Uh, there are also plenty of research saying that people who wear glasses are thought as a smarter too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Oh man, let's see. You prefer to be alone. Research in Singapore uh, Management University and the School of London Economics asked 1,500 people the ages between 18 and 28. They take a survey and an IQ test resulting in that high IQ people were less happy when they live uh with their lives, the more socially that social they were. Oh, wow, that's interesting. So they became less happy if they were around more social people. I guess that goes back to the anxiety thing for sure. Yeah, interesting. I'd like to know what did you guys check off any of those boxes? Are you guys considered uh, smart now? I don't. I'm definitely not considered smart. You know, uh, I'm not smart in any traditional sense. I don't feel like I'm smart in any uh, unconventional sense either. But what do I know? That's just my uh, terrible uh, self-esteem is what that is. But guys, you know what makes you a really true genius? If you go to punninggame.com. That's right, punninggame.com, guys, where you can find this show, all your favorite shows at punninggame.com, and check them out. Monday through Friday, we got shows coming out. Check them all out. Now, I'm sweating right now. I don't know why. Woo. It's, I'm, this is what happens when you wear a long sleeve t-shirt in the middle of summer, Wade. Uh, but go there. Get yourself something from the Punning Game shop. You know the drill. N-W-T-P-O-D. N-W-T-Pod. Get free shipping at checkout. Support your favorite shows here at PunningGame.com by getting something there. Um, if you're listening to this, the week comes out. Uh... June sixth, June thirtieth, guys. Uh, the bomb shelter showcase at the Beachwood Lounge. Come out to that; it's going to be a good time. 
Uh, dude, what a fun-filled episode for a lunch break podcast, right? Guys, this has been not worth the time. I'm Wade Taylor. Thank you for checking out the show. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Not worth the time with Wade Taylor.